Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, brought to you by Roast House Pub, one of Frederick's finest craft beer and culinary destinations, where great people come to drink amazing beer. Visit them to track their taps and menu at roasthousepub.com, or download the digital pour app to track what's on tap. Hello, this is episode 115, recorded way back on October 17th. This episode was recorded during a special event at Waverly Brewing Company during Baltimore Beer Week. We gathered up several breweries from the Baltimore area and one from Montgomery County. Everyone was asked to read the best of the worst reviews that their brewery has received. And so was born an ode to the one-star review, an evening of strong opinions. It was a really fun night with a lot of laughs, so I hope you enjoy it too. As a side note, there were way more expletives during this episode than usual, so if you're offended by explicit language, you may want to skip this episode. I hope everyone is having an amazing new year. Welcome, everyone, to the inaugural Ode to the One Star Review, an evening of strong opinions. So, as you know, everyone on the internet is very kind. Um, They... They're gentle with their opinions and are usually nice, but every once in a while we have someone that goes uh, maybe a little too far. Maybe a little bit too far. So tonight we have 10 breweries, maybe less if people don't show up, that are going to, after painstakingly going through all their five-star reviews, found a couple not-so-great ones. And we're going to crown someone the best of the worst tonight. And our first reading will be from... I guess that's us, Greg and uh, Roy from Waverly. Thank you guys all for coming out. Appreciate you guys. And then Tom Tom from Brewer's Art can join us on stage, he will be the third. There are three seats, Greg, three seats. So who's going to go first? Greg? You want to go first, Tom? Go first. All right. All right. <laughs> we got to go first. We got to go first. I don't know how much of this chair I'm going to get on. All right, let's see. Uh, everybody's reviews are <laughs> freaking ridiculous. Uh, I think, let me see. I was going to start with this one, which I just. Cheers. Cheers. Hold on a second. Hey, all right. Okay. Thank you, Joe. Joe Gold in the house. Joe Gold. We're going to have the slideshow later. <laughs> he looks exactly the same from when I met him like 20 years ago. I swear we were hanging out the other day. I don't know if you guys know this. Have you ever hung out with Joe in a trivia night? Oh, my Lord. This sounds loud. He, 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 had, he had every single answer. So let's start with some reviews. I loved, uh, so this was from Aubrey W., uh, the double clutch back March uh, of, of 17. Tastes like a crustacean walked through this brew. Blah. That's a good one. Double clutch? Double clutch. So are you and Roy each doing three apiece, or are you split each doing one and a half? In a, say I'm in unison from now on. Greg, what are you doing? Greg can take a couple. <laughs> All right, this was another good one. I loved uh, again on the double clutch. People just uh, 
dog. People loved the double clutch. They loved it. They couldn't get enough of it. Uh, the first .5 seconds held a lot of promise. F failed to deliver. I, I've gotten the same review, too. <laughs> Going a little different, uh, Nora W for the front side, a different version than we have up right now. I prefer backside, frontside, backside, frontside, backside. Half a cap. I'm, I'm not quite sure if that was good or bad. All right, Roy, it's your turn. What do you got? Uh, I only got one, so this one hurt my feelings a bit. <laughs> um, but seriously, like uh, the last two days, I, I haven't been feeling very good, and I've had a, a lot of intestinal distress lately. You all know how that is. Um, so I wasn't sure if I was going to make it out tonight. Um, but anyway, this beer has been with me a long time. You know, it's our, it's our flagship IPA, and... And this, uh, this person named Kendall, 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 uh, this is a, uh, this is a half, half cap review on Untapped. So, um, it starts off well and it goes citrusy, but in a bad way, like bad fruit. Thank you. Thank you, judges. <laughs> Extra points for props. Tom, do you have any uh, props with you? Oh, I, don't have, I don't have props. I have like glasses, though. So we have Tom from Brewer's Art. Good evening. I do, I do have a bad resurrection one, but I'm going to save that one. I also have what I think might be a haiku. But I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. I, haven't, I, haven't, I have not counted out the syllables yet. You will decide. This one struck me as, uh, as nice. Also, this, we have this one in common. Yeah. Immediately, the coffee presence on the nose strikes me as vegetal. Well, that's not a good thing, is it? I love it when they pose it like that. It's always a good start. You know that they're um, the type of person you just want to hang out with. <laughs> There are some nice chocolate and roast qualities, but that green pepper tone turns me off too much for me to enjoy the aroma. Sadly, the flavor follows the nose. Again, there are decent points, such as the chocolate flavor lurking around the mid-taste, but the coffee notes are rubbing me the wrong way. Is there Belgian yeast in this? Perhaps. <laughs> It's basic, but there, and clashing with the other notes. It even finishes faintly metallic. On the other hand, the feel is light and airy, typical of a Belgian-style porter. I don't hate it, but it's not a, a good example of the style. Classic last line, not a good example of the style. Was that left by Kev the Brewer? That was left by Kevy Kev from Beanmore. Wait, no. All right, so this is the haiku possible. I don't, I don't know. It just hit me when I was looking at it. I was like, this could, this could be it. Maybe that's why it's so short. 
and terrible. Greetings. Meh. Light. Fruity. Meh. <laughs> so much beer, so little karma. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm just saying they were trying to get to the 13, and they were like, how am I going to make that work? Um, this is a resurrection one. Can into glass. A, amber, no head. S, smells like Carlsberg, a little bit of esters. T, not much to say, bad beer. M, undercarbed for a double. O, this is bad beer. <laughs> Tastes like macro lager. <laughs> so now, do you gentlemen read reviews very often? No. <laughs> So, but if when you do, if you see a, a bad review, are you able to learn anything from them? Do you, or are the vast majority of them simply useless? Uh, where it's the typical. I've learned Mike K doesn't like sours. <laughs> but he still wants to keep drinking them. He will drink them all day. Mike K does not like sours. So, do you worry that people? Um, do put too much emphasis or put too much stock into reading reviews when they're choosing where they're going to go or what they're going to drink? Or do you think that it's more or less um, people just putting reviews out and no one even looking and paying attention to what people are saying? That's where I tend to think it is. It's hard to say because there's, having been around so long, we've gone through so many different versions that great beer to un, you know to untapped basically and everything in between it's hard to say um, the response rate I think people just look at the stars you know or the, the quick rating but I don't think people are gonna read that much yeah of other people's reviews unless maybe they either really love it or really you're not on the mic e no either if they really it. love it or really hate it it seems like they might they might check check some scores out all right gentlemen thank you um, those were some very good bad reviews. <laughs> so next up, we will invite onto the stage Kevin from Union Brewing, Brendan from True Respite, and have Matt or Ken Prey showed up? I can't see. We will not invite them up yet. Um, Tim from Gunda and Peabody Heights sometimes on Thursdays. <laughs> Is this thing hot? We live? All right. Uh, I got some long ones and I got some short ones, so I'm going to start with a I'm going to start with a long one. Yeah. This is this true. I am Brendan. I am one of the owners of True Respite Brewing Company. And an outsider. He's not from Baltimore. I am an outsider. <laughs> I'm a mochaite. Okay. This one, 
This one's honestly my this one's honestly my favorite. Okay. I'm I'm gonna preface. This is a three star review, so the direction this takes at the end well, not it's not a three star review. Okay. <laughs> Great beer. I just checked out their site and saw what their mission is, though. Where great beer and a relaxed environment turn strangers into friends is our primary mission. I love their mission. And beer. But I felt the environment to be a little unfriendly. The two owners were there, and they didn't engage with new customers such as myself, but rather with staff members or what seem to be close friends. Now, I'm not trying to be harsh by any means, but I wholly believe their mush mission should be practiced by none other than the owners who developed such a mission. When staff see friendliness, inclusion, and kindness from the top, it trickles on down and plants good seeds for a community. Also, when people from the community see these characteristics mentioned above, we know it's a solid business based on some pretty amazing principles. They put some effort into this one. Yes. So their, their, their friend, who obviously sat with them, went on to say, I don't need any new friends. <laughs> so I, I enjoyed that one because Sundays are our day off. We came in in our football jerseys with our kids to watch the football games in the tap room. And the people we were talking to all day that were seemingly our good friends were, in fact, customers. <laughs> Sorry I didn't come to your table, bro. All right. All right. Here's another, here's a, here's a quick one. We have released a strawberry shortcake New England IPA called Madeline. Adam S. says, Saddleline, two stars. <laughs> That's straight to the point. As <laughs> like, one star is Battleline, I guess, so I'll take Saddleline at this point. All right, last one. I visited True Respite multiple times since they have opened to give it a fair shot before I left a review. While the owners are very friendly, contrary to popular opinion, apparently, <laughs> my friends and I find ourselves not wanting to visit there as there are several more affordable and tasty beer spots in the area. Our biggest issue is the beer is $6.50 or $7. Doesn't include alcohol tax in the price, and, may, and many come in a 13-ounce pour. When we want to hang out for an hour or two, this price hike over a normal $6 pint with tax, which by the way, who is doing that, in the area really adds up. The beer is decent, but we've had better nearby. If the price was competitive, we'd be more inclined to try new offerings, but as it stands, we'll drink elsewhere. I have also been recently told that the price is not changing and to say I'm disappointed is an understatement. <laughs> very good, very good. So uh, it, what is your takeaway from those reviews? The price is $6.50. Plus tax, like the animals we are. And the price is not changing. 
So they, they did hear correctly. <laughs> the word on the street is true. Give me your quarters. <laughs> All of them. Kevin, what do you got? You've been around for, what, six years now? Yeah. I'm sure you've accumulated six. a lot of really good reviews. Let's hear your best bad ones. So uh, I'm going to start with the meanest one I think we have. Um, it's a review of our old pro that was on tap at Church Key in Washington, D.C. Um, on tap at Church Key last night, this smelled and tasted nothing like John's review right below mine. But given that it was deemed fine for the finest bar in D.C., I'm going to go ahead and review it. The beer looks gorgeous. <laughs> Light yellow. Dense white head. Excellent lacing. All the hallmarks of a good beer. The nose, on the other hand, is awful. It smells like the material used in diapers to soak up pee. <laughs> and slightly used Secret ingredient. <laughs> I get no salt, no coriander, no funk. The pound is just way off, way off. Downright terrible. This also does taste like a peed in diaper. <laughs> Light in body and moderately carbonated. I guess the feel is decent for the style, but boy, is this gross. Four of us couldn't finish a four ounce pour. <laughs> So did you reformulate Old Pro after reading that? You an extra diaper after that, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the kind of guy that I don't like to look at reviews. When we put a new beer out, I go through the reviews to see what they say. And there can be 50. They're like, this is a great beer. And then that one comes across where the guy's like, meh, or not, not good for the style. And it just fucking eats at my craw. So uh, these things always annoy me. I'm going to go next. I've got four because I've got one that's really short. I don't know if you guys know who Jay Moy is, but he's our taproom manager, all-around great guy in Baltimore. Um, and so Jay's always nice. He's always polite, except for this day, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> manager Jay was a complete jerk. Extremely rude and disrespectful. Doesn't have any appreciation for his paying customers. Finn. So our next one, our next review is for, yeah, probably. <laughs> Our, our next review is for our Double Duck Pin, which is perhaps one of our most popular beers. People really seem to like it. Um, nope. <laughs> Don't get the hype at all. Duck Pin, to me, was just a bland bitterness bomb. And this is much the same, only more so. Just a lot of one-dimensional hops with a hint of more fruit, that's a, a hint of more fruit than its little brother. This isn't one worth going out of your way for. Seriously. I don't get the love for this stuff. <laughs> and then our last review is, is, is from, our, from our tap room, um, and there's, there's a backstory to it. So a couple of years ago, we bought these, uh, these like stainless steel growlers that are like $45 a growler. This couple comes into the, the tap room. We actually talked about it today because Chris gets so mad every time I bring this review up. Uh, Chris, Chris was, was our tap room manager. Cal is now our general manager of the brewery. Um, and so he said this couple came in. They said, hey, we want to get a growler of your alt beer. And so Chris said, we have three times the growlers. We have this $7 growler. We have this German growler that's a, you know, $15 a growler. And we have these stainless steel growlers that are, the woman cuts them off before you can say the price. Says, I want that one. Chris goes, but it's, I want that growler. I'm good. So Chris fills it and gives her the growler. And then this is what happens. <laughs> we came here with a group of five on a Saturday afternoon. Beer was pretty good. But here's where we had a problem. 
We went to get a growler fill. The guy we dealt with was very rude. It comes out to be $58.50 for a growler filled of beer because the metal growlers were $45. Um, I was shocked and said, no, thank you, and apologized. He then ended the conversation with, nice things cost money. <laughs> but to be honest, I can get a great growler for half the price. We'll not be returning. So th those are our reviews. I always hurt a little bit. I was, you know, I wonder the exact same thing. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's always something like, tastes like dog vomit, or, and I'm like, how do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> so next, we have uh, Tim from Gunda and sometimes Peabody Heights. Most times Peabody Heights. Most and times Peabody Gunda. Heights, sometimes Gunda. That's a confusing question. They're, uh, they're hybrid. It's just like the differentiation between the two brands. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, so to explain, uh, the, the Gunda is my side project. It's something that we do on a 42-gallon system in the corner of the brewery. It's something that the owner of Peabody was nice enough to let us install that system, and that way we could have some creative control over there. And, and, and since then, me and Rahul, I don't know if he's here or not, um, we, we are in charge of everything at Peabody now, too. So uh, things have changed. Back when we were staff brewers, that was a creative outlet. Now it's everything's our creative outlet. So it's an interesting twist. Anyway, so uh, back in, I'd say, October of 2016, uh, Gunda uh, released a pumpkin beer, which I love pumpkin beer. I know that's a shameful thing for a brewer to like. It's um, embarrassing. And, uh, and, and there was something happening in the fall of 2016. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. Just this, like, disgusting, just wading through a bog of humans uh, called the presidential election. And uh, so I named this pumpkin beer uh, Trumpkin, orange, and full of shit. Okay. And so Not to these, get political. Yeah. Uh, these three responses to that, I would call it, uh, we've had mostly uncapped reviews, right? Like from everybody, or untapped reviews, not uncapped. Um, these are, there's two Yelp reviews and an email, okay? So when you start getting, when you start getting emails from people, you know you got under their skin. And when they made an email address specifically to respond to your beer name, you got them, okay? So um, we'll just start where it is. So again, Trumpkin, orange and full of shit. Is a is a starter there, from from yeah it was it actually it was great it has over four stars on on untapped I'm just saying, um, that's right uh, the first one comes from Bob Z on Yelp, or sorry yeah Yelp, they put fecal matter in their beer. Gross, enjoy the tax cuts. Is that you or Rahul's fecal matter that you use? I'm not going to touch on that. Um, <laughs> Got to leave something for the imagination. If I filed my taxes, I would get that tax cut. Um, so then uh, we're going to go ahead to the second one. Same beer, different response, Yelp. This one is still on 
the Peabody Heights Tasting Rooms Yelp page if you want to go and confirm this. Uh, and so again, Gunda, mine, trolling, names, beer, fun, that's all my shit. That's like the side project, right? Uh, Peabody Heights, my job, my income, my salary, my bosses, <laughs> they don't really appreciate when I'm putting beer on tap in their tasting room or getting trolled from Ohio. Um, so this one's from Ohio. This is from Logan L. Um, he said, uh, didn't get a chance to sample the fare or drinks. It's a tasting room. We serve no food. After being harassed by multiple employees as a result of a hat supporting the 45th president of these United States, it is unfortunate that such discrimination still exists. I recommend you take your business elsewhere. Um, yeah, that's real life. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Peabody Heights, but it's the antithesis of what you guys have been going through. It is what I call Chuck E. Cheese night. Uh, <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is toddlers uh, and a two-to-one adult-to-child ratio running around at any speed. And our, our bartenders do not have time to convey political speech, let alone make some of make fun of someone wearing a MAGA hat. That's got 10 funnies, one cool, and two usefuls on Yelp. Um, <laughs> and so this is my last one. Uh, I'll wrap it up, it's pretty short. Uh, this one is an email. And this came in to, <sighs> brief story. Have you guys ever heard of Don't Feed the Trolls? It's a IPA that we brew, it's a Gunda beer, it's a fun one. This, this email, made the beer, don't feed the trolls. So if you don't know what an internet troll is, I don't know how to explain that to you, Google it, uh, Google it. Yeah, an asshole on the internet with a, with a typewriter. And, uh, <laughs> and basically, I'm sitting in the office and we're getting just hate speech from this beer name, which is fine, the beer name is hate speech. And, uh, and, and Eddie's like, you know what, I'm gonna respond to this guy. And I was like, nah man, don't feed the trolls. Because if you tell someone that they're or they're email matters, then it makes them feel like they did something important. Anyways, so this is from George Soreass at Hotmail.com. <laughs> the subject line is partisan, partisan shit beer, okay? And uh, the, the email reads, it's smart, comma, as a fledgling company to make such a strong political statements. Why would you want half the population buying your beer? This way, you don't have to deal with high demand while production is still low. Very intelligent. <laughs> then, add to it by claiming the beer is full of shit. Yum. Is this really how you want the market, how to market your beer? I'll be passing on Peabody Heights. Too bad. Too bad I have half a dozen other local beer producers to choose from. And they're all in this room, and they're great. So go, <laughs> go there. Thank you, gentlemen. So one quick question. You brought up the um, two-to-one kid ratio. Yeah, that's a thing. Did, um, so it used Kevin, to be super annoying until I had, I, I now have a nine-month-old, and now I'm like, oh, cool, I can drink there. That's cool. So, Kevin, it turns out people have strong feelings about this. Um, and I think Union may have recently uh, learned about some of these strong opinions. Have, did, it, did any of that vitriol... <laughs> carry over into um, reviews that received, or did they, oh, yeah, they we kind of contain? We contained? got horrible reviews for a little while. Be but what, what sucked about that whole situation was, right, all three of us have kids. I got little kids. John has little kids. Adam's kids are getting older now. 
Um, but we got we got kids, man, and like uh, the whole purpose of that thing was that stuff was getting broken, kids were falling down. We found a toddler crawling in front of the bathrooms one day, and their parents were outside on the beer garden while this little this kid that couldn't walk was inside the brewery crawling in front of the bathrooms. And we were really, it was kind of a safety thing. We were like, man, some kid's going to get hurt, and then we're going to get this bad rap, right? And yeah, and so we tried to talk to parents and like, I don't know, well, my kid's an asshole. I'm like, yeah, my kid was an asshole. I'm really sorry. But like other people at the brewery, their kids couldn't be assholes. And so like we kind of, there was a kid on top of our skee-ball machine one time, like in the netting, up in the netting. <laughs> and we said, hey, where's your mom and dad at? And he pointed over and over. He's like, hey, your kid is uh, climbing over. Can you just keep a better eye on him? My kids aren't doing anything wrong. Why do you have these games here if you don't want the kids, you know? And so it turned into this whole kind of thing. So kind of. I don't know. It, it was it was a tough debate because we want to be a community spot. We want to have kids there. We want to have families there. But at the same time, like you said, I don't want to get sued. I don't want somebody's kid getting hurt there. I don't want anything crazy happening. So we we changed the hours, and then it just turned into a shit show. Did, so did you think at all that you would get anywhere near the response you got from no, that? No, actually, it I is. did. I'm going to say that I did, and I said, hey, this is going to be tricky. When you start messing with people's kids, people get defensive, right? Like, I... I and I'll say this privately just to this group of friends in here. If it, was, if it had been me, maybe we would have worded that initial post a little differently because it, I think what it did was it allowed people that didn't have kids and don't know what it's like to kind of spew this vitriol and then people that had kids and like felt their good parents and responsible parents felt insulted, right? So like there was a way to make us look sympathetic but not to create this division. Um, and I think it was a post that was posted kind of out of anger and out of frustration, and that hurt things. But that being said, it was like, in the long run, I think once people thought about it, they got it, and they were cool with it. But we definitely got some hateful shit for like the first <laughs> week, week and a half, you know? And the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They it, was, like, it was fun to watch for a while from the outside. I, I, knew, it was, <laughs> I knew when Worst Beer Blog picked it up that like, it was pretty crazy, you know? <laughs> Yeah, now everybody else will say it, but we'll still be the assholes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's like, like I said, we, I'll still say, and we say this when people call and complain, in Baltimore, we still have the most family-friendly hours of any brewery tap room in Baltimore, just because we're open more hours. So if you want to bring your kid from 10 to 6, you can come. But like, and, and I think when the summer comes, maybe we'll look at it again. Um, because for my kids, they're like, Dad, we want to come hang out at the brewery. And I'm like, well, I can't. I'll look like an asshole if you guys are running around. And I don't say look like an asshole to my kids. But, but I'm like, yeah, it will look bad. Yeah, so we're trying to figure all this out. But, yeah, so it's, it's been weird. But in the long run, I think it's a good thing, and we'll, we'll figure it out. Teach its own. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, hey, can everyone let's get, let's get close. Joe Wait till after I strain my voice to bring everybody up here. <laughs> no? Chris smells a little bit, but besides that, I, I do think smell it's fine. a little bad. <laughs> it's been a busy day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen.
A huge thank you to our presenting sponsor, Roast House Pub, which is located at 5700 Urbana Pike in Frederick, Maryland. If you have listened to this podcast before, you have definitely heard me go on and on about the beer dinners that Chef Nico creates. Simply put, they are amazing. But Roast House Pub has much more to offer. Their friendly staff is knowledgeable about beer and will help you choose from among the 20 beers they have on tap. In addition to the awesome beer selection, the food is always amazing. Make sure to follow them on Facebook and check their website at www.roasthousepub.com to keep up to date on their constant stream of events. Next up, we have Steve from Oliver, Sam from Slate, and Brian from, I feel horrible, I don't know how to say the name of your brewery. Depenthe. Depenthe. <laughs> Hey, how you doing? All right, Steve, another uh, old timer. No, another old timer. <laughs> I was gonna say brewery that's been around the block, but yeah, we'll go with yeah, old person. The block. So, uh, yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, uh, esteemed colleagues, uh, judges. Um, so, gonna present. As everybody else's three pieces of evidence that would suggest that I and Oliver Brewing Company are committing heinous crimes against <laughs> the art of craft beer in Baltimore. Um, or on the flip side, um, it could just be some craft beer sociopath uh, that likes to vent um, every now and then. Uh, on untapped um, for me. Um, We've had, some, we've had some fantastic ones over the years. Um, I, I run our untapped for the brewery. Um, there were some great ones I wanted to dig out, but unfortunately untapped doesn't go back very far, so I couldn't find them. But fortunately, there are so many assholes in this world right now that you can, you can still pull one up. Um, there, there have been some, some lengthy comments uh, from people today, um, almost essays. Uh, there's also some nice short ones. For instance, Skippy C, who reviewed um, our Creator Destroyer, which is a, an English-style brown ale uh, infused with um, coffee uh, on Untapped. Uh, his um, thoughtful comment was, socks cock. <laughs> I, I had to look at it several times because I wasn't sure if, if maybe that was a good review, but no, it was... It, it was not a good review. It, uh, <laughs> he apparently didn't like it. So um, th there you go. But, but succinct, short, to the point. You knew how they felt. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, Jared H. He, uh, he sampled our Balls to the Wall, which is an American pale ale. So I would consider it, as the brewer, a nice, bright, hoppy pale ale. But in, in, in Jared's words... Yeesh, a drain pour so far as I'm concerned, but tastes vary, so that was nice of him. <laughs> I just had no positive qualities in my esteem. I suggest getting a sample first. So, thank you, Jared, for that. <laughs> right. <coughs> um, you know, I think, uh, I think someone might have already pointed out that there's always someone who... Is, is almost 
um, masochistic about what they, they drink. They don't like sours, so they will keep drinking sours and they will review those sours and give them really shitty reviews. So, um, Chris S. Uh, recently drank uh, a collaboration with Stillwater, which was um, a whipped uh, volume four, which was a, a, um, a nitro uh, sour with uh, peaches and lactose. Um, which has been performing very nicely on Untapped, apart from for Chris. <laughs> and, and I'm emphasizing is that's, that's his long and. <laughs> this has an aftertaste. If what I imagine my lower back sweat after a half marathon would taste like. Uh, 0.5 for the initial taste. So, you know, it had a redeeming quality. You know, the first sip was obviously decent enough, but I don't know. At least, at least he admits he was imagining what his sweat would taste like <laughs> and not just, just going out all out for, you know, the, the baby diaper and stuff. Right. Thank you very much. Cheers right. to this guy. Uh, okay, um, I'm Sam from Slate Farm Brewery, as um, my sweater will tell you. Um, so I, I'm not very organized. Um, I've been searching untapped and everything else, and we've been open since March. So I've been searching for uh, reviews. Greg and Roy and the guys here at Waverly were uh, gracious enough to help me with uh, doing a collaboration with a sour, because honestly, I have never brewed a sour. And Greg is, I don't know if you've tasted them, but they're amazing. So I have this review for a collaboration. This is the first one I'm going to read, especially because we're here at Waverly, right? So, I'll read this um, from Troy S. Collab Waverly Slate Farm. Very sour. <laughs> Very fruity. Beers with dad. Two stars. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, if you guys are not wondering, this is the double Slate Farm strawberry goat. If you didn't wonder, we put 200 pounds of strawberry into this beer. It was, it was two and a half barrels of, like, I mean, uh, yeah. Okay, so I'm, as I said, I'm not very organized, so I'm going to get Yeah, 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 it doesn't make any sense, right? But, like, no, no, give me a second. I'll, I'll get to this. I'll get a neck. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. So, like, apparently right here. Now, I have another one. Um, so, I mean, we're just opening. I'm doing a lot of collaborations. So the next beer is Mel S uh, from Mel S, spreading rumors. Now, all of us have been in the brewery community, and, like, we all are nice to each other here and there. But, like, everybody kind of talks shit, and you just don't, you just don't love it. I mean, we're in Harford County, so we're not in Baltimore. Um, and some rumors get spread in Harford County. Um, there are four breweries now. Um, yeah, so uh, we uh, we did a we did a uh, collaboration, spreading rumors. Um, it was Slate Farm, Alecraft, and Falling Branch. So, spreading rumors. We're spreading rumors about like, I don't know. You just decide on yourself. But um, so we did this collaboration. It was the three of us. It was an IPA. We tried to go strong. Um, oh, I just lost it. Okay, now, spreading rumors. Not a fan. Too hoppy and very bitter. Would not recommend unless you like IPAs. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Caleb loved it, though. One star. 
Okay. Uh, um, so I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat here. I'm only supposed to do three, but I have to read another one from uh, Spreading Rumors. Um, rem remember, this is an eight percent beer. Too strong. Good, but boozy. Two stars. I don't know what you want from a uh, from a double, like eight percent IPA, but if too boozy is one of the things, then okay, okay. So um, now we're trying to be cute here. This is this is us. We're we're open, you know. So um, my brother and I are both scuba divers. My brother is actually a scuba diver instructor. He spent a he spent several months learning how to be instructor. He's got hundreds of uh, like certifications and everything else from Patty, which I guess doesn't really matter for any of this. But um, the point being is um, every year we, uh, me and my brother and a friend of ours, take a scuba diving trip together. And we thought it would be cute to um, name all of our nitro beers bent. If anybody knows anything about scuba diving, getting bent is not a good thing, but, but it's a nitrogen thing, so it's kind of cute, right? So what we decided was we're going to name any of our nitro beers bent and then whatever. So this beer is Bent Cocoa. It's a, it is a uh, porter. It's a Bent Cocoa Porter. I don't know if you have ever had a Cocoa Porter, but um, it has a lot of cocoa in it. It's pretty dark. Um, oh, my phone just died. Um, no, not died, died but uh, locked. So this is the review. I like dark beer, but not quite that dark. <laughs> One star. Uh, so, I mean, there we go. I guess it's too dark for a porter. I, I don't know what too dark is. Um, I would love to continue reading. Um, th thank you, everything. But uh, our he guy here at uh, Neptune would like to... <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. So it's Nepenthe. It's an ancient Greek word that is an elixir that erases your sorrowful memories so you can be happy. Everybody, there's going to be a quiz on that. So... Um, most of the people in this room know that we started our life as a homebrew supply shop in 2013. We are almost done building the 10-barrel brew pub up the street. As a consequence, I don't have a ton of untapped reviews, so I have one that I'm going to read. I have one that I'm going to read, and then I have a real-life story that I'm going to relate instead. Um, one of the weird things about opening a brewery after you've operated a homebrew store is that a lot of people assume that you have absolutely no idea how to make beer, which in a lot of cases is fair, I guess. I guess. But, I mean, like every brewery, almost every good brewery was run by a home brewer, but that's just personal opinion. Um, so what I would do, you know, as a homebrew store, because I wanted to put beer in front of people and we weren't a brewery, is I would brew a bunch of homebrew and I would take it to festivals. Um, and this often, often happened during Baltimore Beer Week. But my idea was, right, as a homebrew supply shop, you want to put good homebrew in front of people and say, hey, you can make decent beer because everybody has a story about the time their uncles, sisters, cousins, bosses, you know, insurance agent made some homebrew and gave it to them, and it was the worst thing they've ever tasted. So um, one of the beers that I used to make all the time is a vanilla coffee porter because it's a crowd pleaser. I take it to Oktoberfest. There are still people who come to me every year asking for it. I got one review that rankles. It's four years old. Scott B., he drank this at Oktoberfest, October 14th, 2000, or I'm sorry, October 18, 2014. Two and a half caps. Great vanilla, but has that off homebrew flavor. <laughs> 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 
We only have 288 untapped reviews, and that is my only negative one. And uh, it sticks with me. So um, since we don't have a lot of negative untapped reviews, which is not a brag, that's purely a function of low sample size. Um, another thing that we often do during Baltimore Beer Week, and we didn't this year because I couldn't get beer ready, is we would do a tasting at the wine source up the street. Um, my wife, Jill, who is my co-owner, and I would break out the jockey box, go up the wine source, and have some beers on this particular year. I had a black IPA and ESB that I was very happy with. And, uh, you know, we were there, I think, four to six, so we're getting people as they get off work, and people are coming in, and uh, there's a guy who comes up, and he's drinking a beer, and he seems happy, and this woman comes up, and she says, what do you have here? And I, you know, I start explaining, and she cuts me off, and she says, which one should I try first? And I said, why don't you start with the ESB? So I give it to her, and she takes a drink, and she goes... Oh, this is dreadful. This is dreadful. This is dreadful. And she turns to the other gentleman who is happily enjoying his sample and says, isn't this awful? And he says, actually, I really like it. And she goes, oh, all right, give me the other one. So <laughs> I kind of already know how this is going to go. So I pour the black IPA and I hand it to her and more or less the same response except taken to like 11. I mean, she's just like, this is the worst thing I've ever put in my mouth. Oh my God. And at this point, the other gentleman has also decided to try the black IPA and she turns to him again and she says, isn't it terrible? And he says, actually, I think it's really good. And he turns to me and says, what'd you put in this? And we start talking about the beer and it's apparent to her, I guess, that she's not part of the conversation anymore. And she says the thing that everyone in this room has heard. Well, I don't like beer anyway. Puts your glass down and takes off. That's my story. Who's next? So Sam, I don't, I, I don't have an official entry, but you, you reminded me of a re review that I read. Um, I did a collaboration beer with Monoxy Brewing in Frederick, where we, it was a tart mango IPA named Mike Up Mango. We used 343 pounds of mango pure puree in a 15-barrel batch. Um, some, someone left a review that uh, it was a half star or half cap. I can't find it, but so roughly it said, uh, mango's in the name. I can't pick up any mango on the nose or taste. Uh, and then went on to rip it apart a little bit further. And then right shortly after that was a review that said, can't tell if this is just straight mango juice. <laughs> I don't know what to do there. One thing that I, that I kind of heard was you do like 200 Getting, I, I guess, getting close to 170,000 or something like that. I, I can tell you that my intention is not to look at Untapped for the first three months that we're open because I know what that's going to look like, especially if we brew a collaborate. 167,000. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. So I, 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 I mean, there's a number of reviews I would love to have read, but um, I think I want to owe this one. Um, I actually had a number of reviews because we had advertised having the NFL on, and a number of the reviews were the beer is terrible because NFL because they're I don't know kneeling, 
I, I was very confused. <laughs> I didn't understand because they'd obviously never been there. So now that being um, brand new breweries, uh, do you put a little bit more stock into the reviews? Are you paying more attention to them? Or are you, <laughs> or do you still ignore them like everyone okay, else? Okay, so I, I mean, I mean, I mean, here since March, and those of you know me, I, uh, our brewery opened in March. We actually, our tap room doesn't have walls yet; it is outdoors. Um, I mean, I actually have a full time job, so when I'm bored at work, I uh, look at my reviews, and I try really hard to not <laughs> pay attention, but like. When your day's going shitty at work and you don't want to be there at a desk job, like you're like, okay, maybe my secondary job is going better. And you go read some reviews and you're just like, MF, really? I mean, uh, one of the, re uh, sorry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote a review from memory. Um, we have a pumpkin ale. And by the way, I fucking hate pumpkin beer. Uh, I mean, I know, I know, but you know what? We're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Screw you two. We, uh, we live in we live in Harford County and we're a farm. How the fuck are you not going to do a pumpkin beer? So so I have a review literally that says yeah, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll get right on that. Um so I have a review that's that says this beer is better today. Still spicy though. Spicier than yesterday. So wait, and one review like, my understanding there is this motherfucker drank the beer the day before <laughs> and came back and re drank it again and then was like, it's still spicy. Yep, still hate it. <laughs> but uh, it still wasn't my bag, but I ordered it again. <laughs> the gosh darn internet. All right, gentlemen, thank you for your submissions. And we have one more late breaking review from Waverly. <laughs> and the judges need a quick beer break. <laughs> Take a beer break. This is actually a Yelp review. Hi, I'm John from Waverly. I'm an absentee partner. So, hold on. So this is from Jeremy R. We got two stars. So everyone settle in, because it's a really good story. This has nothing to do with beer. It has everything to do with our customer service. It's two stars from Jeremy R. The only reason I'm giving this place more than one star is because the space itself is very well decorated and comfortable. That being said, I most likely will not be coming back for a second visit. First of all, the beer is not that great. In fact, most of what I tried was pretty mediocre, jerk water being the exception. Second, the most <laughs> importantly, the service was horrible. One of the bartenders was very friendly However, the other one was extremely rude and impatient. When I first tried to order a drink, I had forgotten the name of the beer I wanted. So he stormed off and helped someone else. <laughs> no big deal, really. 
I know that this is a big pet peeve of some bartenders. What really got me, though, was when he decided to very vehemently reprimand my friend in the middle of the bar for being too loud. Now, I'm not condoning screaming in the middle of public places. And yes, this person was somewhat annoying. However, there were more professional ways to handle the situation than talk down to the person like a child and tell them that they're giving everyone a migraine. His words, not mine. Now, all this most likely would have been forgotten about. However, while we're closing out our tabs and getting ready to leave, the same bartender overheard us joking about the whole situation and decided to come over and defend himself. Again, no big deal. But what he didn't like, what we were saying, he decided to yell at us and get us out of the bar. And while we were leaving anyway, I understood that that working directly with customers can sometimes suck. And I've done it for over decades. But apparently he told us he was going to be telling us what was up. Do yourself a favor and go to union instead. <laughs> Customer service here at Waverly Brewing Company. <laughs> So I think we should uh, take a quick break, let judges uh, refuel and deliberate, and then we will award the winner. All right, everyone come in a little closer. Make friends. Cuddle up. Stay warm. Okay, well, just be friends. <laughs> so I don't think I introduced myself earlier. My name is Chris Sands. I um, have a magazine and a podcast named Uncap. Uh, there, are, there are stacks of them, of the magazine back in the corner, if you'd like to check them out. And if you go to uncappedpodcast.com, you can find the podcast, or search in anywhere your fine podcasts are found. And now, let's have the judges introduce themselves. Um, first of all, I just want to say this was great to sit in a whole room full of brewers, because I've had pretty much all of your beer, if you can't tell. And it's just fantastic. Every one of you do a great job. And even if I didn't like your beer, I would never post a review or say it to your face. So my name is Amelia. I'm from 98 Rock. Uh, I'm Michael, also a podcaster uh, with Downtown Partnership and Hey Baltimore. We produce, among other things, Restaurant Week, uh, but we actually like people who work in the service industry despite how they feel about Restaurant Week. So <laughs> please don't hold that against me. Uh, I uh, <laughs> Got to write a review on him. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm Mike Stork, uh, stand-up comedian. Uh, we're actually going to be doing a show here night before Thanksgiving. So uh, if you guys want to come see... Uh, Friendsgiving. What's that? Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving, yeah. Um, leave the kids at home, though. Uh, going to be doing a lot of like midget fisting jokes and stuff. So not, not for the kids. 
right. S- say something funny. <laughs> Fuck, he sees <laughs> through my charade. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I guess technically speaking, I uh, I'm a employee or a part-time employee. I guess uh, freelance. I don't know. I can file. I can uh, I can drill holes and things. Um, when uh, when a lot of the equipment came in, uh, I was talking to I was talking to Alex and Roy, and uh, just jokingly, uh, Al- we were talking. He's like, "Oh, we got all the all the stuff came in. The you know big giant. You know, I mean, it's big shit, right? This isn't you can't just like carry this in, right?" And uh, there's these big steel cages and everything. And, uh, and I asked Al, I said, do you, you know, do you guys need help or anything like that? Jokingly, Alex says, uh, yeah, <laughs> not unless you got a plasma cutter, right? And uh, I was like, yeah, do you want me to bring it down? <laughs> <laughs> so I brought down a plasma cutter, and uh, we went up cutting, you know, the steel cages off and everything. And it worked pretty well. There's a little bit of slag that kind of flew around a bit. But uh, um, at one point, the, uh, I had kind of burned up the tip of the, the plasma cutter from doing all the steel and I was going to check it forgetting because I was a little tired forgetting that it was still plugged in <laughs> tired 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 uh it was like April 20th and uh so uh so anyways I forgot it was plugged in and uh and I pulled the trigger to see if it was working and uh and I basically blasted through my fingers with about like 500,000 <laughs> whatever joules or fahrenheit it was you know, plasma it's fucking hot it's <laughs> basically like the surface of the sun if it were a pencil and uh, blasted it through my and 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 alex and roy the look of horror their eyes just got huge like they had taken like eight hits of acid all at once they were like holy shit and i looked at it and i was like well i guess the upside is it carterized immediately <laughs> so so yeah um yeah yeah, there we go. All right, so... Thanks for asking the stand-up to tell a story. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about the criteria of how you judge the, the reviews? So we sat for at least one minute and figured all of this out off the top of our heads. Uh, we talked about this is the worst review, okay? And there are some honorable mentions here. Being told to your face that your beer sucks is an honorable mention. (laughs) Yeah, that's old school, like, I hate you. Even though I don't like beer, I'm going to try your beer and tell you you suck. That was awesome. Thank you very much for sharing that. Um, So we looked for the worst, worst reviews. Also, the read itself. There is something about the read. There's a little bit of prop that was used tonight, too, that was very cool. Um, So for next year, just keep this in mind, because I'm sure all of you will be invited back. Um, So it really was a hard decision. We went through everything, and we narrowed it down to three. So in third place, I'm just going to do it this way. Uh, Union, we love you. We hate kids, too. (laughs) (laughs) And we will always come to the collective. What you guys are doing at the collective right now is amazing. Yes. That should be the next flavor of your beer. Just kids with a red circle around it and a cross. Um, well, if I remember correctly, that's your new tagline, right? <laughs> Union Brewing Company, we hate kids. Yeah, it is. It's the parents. If it weren't for these damn parents, these kids would be great. <laughs> thank you, Kevin. Thank you for coming out tonight, and thank you for making a great beer, seriously. Second place is Oliver. I know Oliver. 
because I've got drunk on Oliver at a concert at Ram's Head Live. <laughs> uh, your I think read you just was incredible. For his accent. Yeah, and the read was incredible. It was the accent. It was also the review. Um, wait, where, where, where? Let me pull it up real quick. Because um, we were we were talking about that. You came. You and our first place winner were really really tight. Uh, let's see here. Sucks cock. <laughs> a drain pour. I can't believe a drain pour. That's just horrible. Although from my alcoholic ass, we're like, oh, it's a drain pour. I'll try it. Lower back sweat, gorgeous. Oh, the bouquet, the bouquet. But ultimately, there has to be a first place winner, and it is Gunda slash Peabody Heights. <laughs> the read was fantastic, fantastic, excuse me. Uh, you trolled the trolls, we love that. Fecal matter and not only an online review, but an email. We love that. Congratulations. I would just like to thank George Soras at Hotmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> so Tim, I wanted to, uh, you, I, wa I wanted to add also. Uh, there was, it was a combination. Uh, for for me personally, I was also looking at like the performance, you know, part of it's the comedy background or whatever. But you know, you can take a, a a poorly written review and really bring it to life by the way that you read it. Uh, conversely, you can have a really uh, hard like well amazing review that's just like this person's just of ignoramus but like fucking drop it like a turd but it was a combination of the great read and the attitude i did want to say real quick uh, i wanted to give the honorable mention to john, john um that was <laughs> and uh so i so i uh so I, I i for me i i also like to when it comes to bad reviews like there's the, the brevity, right? The sh bullshit, period. You know, like it's just to the point, right? Sucks cock, right? It's amazing, just brief, you know? But by the same token, then there's what I call the sort of full-bodied review, and that's where you hit certain bullet points, right? There's the uh, uh, appeal to authority, right? Like, I've been working in the service industry for 10 years. Oh, so they're an expert. Followed by the social proof, which is all of my friends agree, blah, blah, blah. Right, check, right? And you just kind of keep going through and there's like all these, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not a big, not a big deal. Clearly showing that this person is not a nitpicky asshole, right? This is actually how the Russians stole the election. This is how the Russians did it. This is how they fucking did it. And so there were, as, as far as like bad review check marks, like that had like, a, it, it was just tick, 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 tick. So I wanted to sort of acknowledge that, so. So some people consider the Stanley Cup is one of the most coveted trophies. Um, but you, Tim, win the inaugural Best of the Worst ode to the one-star review. Hoist it proudly, Tim. You've earned this. Yeah, uh, thank you. thanks for having us. Thanks for including some brewery that barely exists in, uh, in the realm. And, uh, you know, I was telling Avery, I said thank you for feeding us. That's so important with the pizza. And uh, I guess we're going to need some more bad reviews for next year. So cheers, guys. Thank you. And let's give one more big round of applause for Avery, 
Greg, and everyone at Waverly that came up with this idea and brought everyone together for this. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Yeah.